the boys were called edgy. Told they'd never make it past five episodes. Here those podcast jerks are. Back for season two. The Boys in the Woods podcast. The show your mother warned you about. And that your dad was hiding in the basement listening to. Get ready for the Boys in the Woods podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Today we have a very special guest, Eddie Gordon, comedian. Elementary school principal, yes. Allegedly. Also the principal of comedy. That's right. Uh, what is the name given to you by, by a Valley Jesus? Yes, yes. Yeah. So at an open mic way back in 2019, Valley Jesus said, You are the principal of comedy. And the, the name stuck. I made sure it stuck. Oh, it's a fantastic name. It's a fantastic. In the army, I got stuck with the Canuck. I was from the UP, and I said, "A way too much." It took yeah, about yeah. twelve minutes, and I was the Canuck almost the rest of my that's life. That's the rule. That's the rule when it comes to nicknames. You can't give it to yourself. Otherwise, I just have everyone call me V. I just feel like it's the easiest in the world. But you don't pick your names; just pick your family. So, how's the weather over there? How's how's this year? It seems has been storms out the A and ups in the upper Midwest. We've had a random mild winter. Yeah, Y'all yeah. on the West Coast are on the opposite side of that. How's everything been? California weather is always amazing. You're right. We started the year off with, with some rain and some frigid weather. Not yeah. cold by your standards, but we're talking like 40s, which makes people panic. Yeah. I'm old. I'm not what old. Day in Wisconsin? What's that? 40? 40 degrees. Oh, yeah. That's cargo shorts weather right there. <laughs> I went from today. It was 46 today. Yeah. So I went from today. I told my wife, I said, a few more days of this weather and I'm wearing cargo shorts for the well, rest of the panic button in LA when it drops below 65. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's oh, snow down south, too. Yeah. Be it to own an insurance company down south when it snowed, let me tell you. As I was scouting the internet for a Mr. Eddie Gorton, one thing one thing I want to ask before before we get started. How's the progress on that script slash book going? Did, did it send out? Because I looked for it because I was reading Voyage LA did a piece on you March 9th, 2020. Yes. Uh -huh. And you had mentioned it very shortly as the writing went about a book slash script that you were 80%-ish completed with? How's that yes. going? So I'm working on I'm working on a memoir of my life, if you will. I'm yeah. mid-40s, so it's time to look back and, <laughs> and see how my life has gone. But I think I have a pretty interesting story. I was raised in an all-white household. So my, yeah. my mother's Irish. She remarried. My stepdad's Irish. I don't call him stepdad. My dad is Irish. Yeah. They had a daughter. My sister's Irish. It was just me and the black dog trying to figure shit out. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I, I read when I read that, I was laughing. <laughs> so like, shut up. Yeah, so that's the true thing. It's like living your whole life as Eddie Haskell or Urkel or Kramer. Every time I walk in my house, I'm like, I'm on. And so yeah, a lot yeah. of funny stories from my childhood about being the only black guy in class, only black guy in my house. <laughs> trying to write it all down. And, and I'm real close. I'm real close to, to putting it out there. But I think it's a funny story. Personally, I enjoy comedy from the pov standpoint point I'm, yeah. I, I enjoy hearing how you viewed moments in your life because as, as as i used to tell people all the time listen how i'm telling you this story isn't exactly how it may have happened but it's definitely how i saw it right. so and it tends to be a little bit funnier that way no, um, i think that's i think that's where comedy is at its strongest i think that's where it's headed yeah, uh, all these all these folks out there talking about someone stole a joke and this person stole my joke and the Cat Williams interview and Cedric the Entertainer and all these folks. And 
None of that would happen if you just tell your own stories. So I, <laughs> exactly. So I try to tell I try to tell my own stories. And there's a lot of material when you work at an elementary school, and when you have the life and childhood that I had. There's a lot of things to talk about. <laughs> what also in this piece, which it ended up being a very good piece, your first four months in teaching that really jumped out at me when you were speaking about it in this piece, as they had written it down. And my question with that, what, what was? How much did that that teach you from, and, and you could get into the backstory with it too, for all the listeners out there that may not know. It seems like you were just handed the keys and, and you rolled with it and it seemed like it really went well. But to me, it seemed it may have more, it may have taught you more about yourself than what you had assumed you were going to be teaching. And yeah, it, you know, teaching is such, obviously such a crucial, important job. And yeah. the time that I got into it, there wasn't much job training other than figure it out. So right. I had I, you know, graduated college. I got a job working at Enterprise Rent-A-Car for nine months. That's a whole other deep dive on how I left that uh, position. <laughs> but I ended up, I knew I wanted to teach. And I finally got an interview that was about five minutes long in the principal's office. She was like, oh, you went to Occidental College? I said, yeah. She goes, okay, you, you start Monday. Here's the keys. I said, that's it? You want to ask me any other questions? And so yeah, I got the keys to the classroom, 38 kids a four or five split, and you figure out real quick if you can teach or not. And that's stuck with me throughout my entire career. You can't, you can't fake it in the classroom. It's either you can, you, you could go to college and, and take a lot of art classes, but you're not a painter. You know what I'm saying? You take a bunch of teaching classes, but you might not be able to teach. It's more of a, of an art, not a science. And I figured yeah. out uh, fast that I was good at it. And thank God I, I chose that because I had a great time. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, you had also mentioned about three sets of siblings that jumped out to me. Was that rare to have three, like three sets oh, of yeah. siblings in, in, the, yeah, in the classroom? Yeah, in that first class, there was, if I remember correctly, this is 2002. I had, yeah, there was three sets of siblings and a couple cousins. Now, this is <laughs> a four or five, so they were fighting and arguing with each other. And I, oh, you, my. Know, <laughs> and, you know, you try, to, you try to write a referral. I wrote a referral one time for a kid. He, he, Used a, a bad word, maybe the N word yeah. or something like that. Put referral down and something. It was my first referral I ever wrote as a teacher. Kid came back seven minutes later with a pencil and a sticker, and he's they did nothing, teacher. He threw the referral <laughs> at me. I was like, oh, buckle up. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to change some things right here. <laughs> it's like nothing. Yeah. So we're, we had to look at our discipline policy in my classroom real quick. And uh, but I was young. I was 22 years old, fresh out of college. And uh, still had a lot of, I had a whole bunch of energy. This classroom still had a chalkboard. So you can imagine how long ago yeah. that was. But you, yeah. I grew up with the chalkboard this, too. We revert back to what we did as a student. So yeah. I'm pulling from veteran teachers that I had back in 1989, yeah. just trying to figure out how to teach that, that first year. <laughs> so a lot of what worked for you and what didn't work and flipping and frying and see what pancake comes down. Exactly. That's exactly. a fantastic. I love. That's one of my one of my favorite ways of learning. Yes. Uh, Pat, did you have, did you have anything? Um, I've no, got I, more. I'm just reading this in the car on the way back from from my job. Uh, yeah, I was reading the same thing. I saw the article with the with the LA was that Voyage. Yeah. And then I also caught the end of that. But I was telling him about his comedy skit, Charles. If you had picked up, he actually was making fun of Madison, Wisconsin. Yes, was, yes. Oh, you caught that one as well. well so, yes, this, yeah, yeah, because I was going to say thanks to Mr. Gordon here. I've now successfully uh, Googled Wisconsin man. 
<laughs> you have to. You have to. I watched about two minutes and I was like, okay. Yeah, you got to find out who's in your area. Listen, whenever I go out of town for comedy or we're traveling, just type in that state and, and add man and you'll yeah. get a whole rap sheet of what you're walking into. Now, the most famous one we know is Florida Man, right? Florida, Florida Man. man. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, done, yeah, yeah. He's done way too many things, but yeah. I was shocked to know that Wisconsin Man, serial, serial killer capital of the world and whatnot. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. No, it gets better. Eight days ago, some dude just killed his wife for an affair. So, yeah. I mean, I, that's, <laughs> that's a guy that, that stabbed his grandma or something on yeah. Mother's Day. And, yeah, what's happening? We, yeah, we all want to yank on Florida, but damn. I didn't think I was walking to such a gangster setting. When I was <laughs> in and by the way, shout out to Comedy on State, one of the greatest comedy clubs in the nation. I had a great time there in Madison, right there by oh, the Capitol. It's a beautiful place. I, I was there a few times as a kid. Went to the zoo. We're going to have to go again. There's a cave system about 20 minutes south of Madison. And oh, yeah. Out on the bats. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I love bats, but yeah, that's, never, that's not a, an activity that black people do. We're not going <laughs> to look through caves and, and look at bats. You, you let me know how that goes. <laughs> so listen to our business plan. Our business plan. Well, listening to some of the jokes that you were talking and then reading the story, I went and took the virtual tour of Occidental College. Oh, did you really? Okay, good. good yes, yeah. yeah. I, I love it. Oxy, Oxy Tigers. The swimming pool looked great, but I was like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I served with quite a few people and if we were in a desert, they never got in the pool. So I'm not sure how that went <laughs> off. <laughs> But the living quarters there too, the whole they were they were, they were tight for a moment there, but it looked gorgeous. There was a yeah. lot of art. How did you land in Oxy? How, That's how a great question. I, uh, Oxy? I I thought I was quite the football player coming out of high school. I was a, a blue chip. Percent of their students are athletes currently. Yeah, no, they, they have a great yeah. athletic program. Yeah. But I didn't get any D I got very few D1 offers, and then there was some coaching changes. So I was sitting Literally in my bedroom, senior year, like, I don't have a place to go. I'm going to go walk on at San Jose State or do something yeah. to play football. And I got a phone call from Occidental College, Coach Marcus Garrett. And he's like, you want to come play football in L.A.? And I'm like, where are you at again? Like, where, where's Occidental College? And I went down to the visit, and I loved it. And I played football for one year. And then I realized I need to graduate. It's <laughs> <'Cause laughs> yeah. expensive. And so I yeah. ran track for a couple of years. And but that's what got me down there was to play football and run some track. They've got a beautiful history of track and field over there. Great athletic facility. Yeah. But once you get past that, the college is amazing. I'm still really connected to that through the Alumni Association. And I just recently was awarded in 2022 a Community Service Award for alumni. Oh, congratulations. Elementary school principal and all the things we did during the coming out of the pandemic. Big shout out to Oxnard College. Great people over there. Yes. So yes. when he said that it was in LA, you should he should have just said the other school that's in LA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's 20 colleges down there. They had a they have a they had a fantastic they had a fantastic virtual tour. Yeah, yeah. And, sure and only once, and only once was I interrupted with, hey, why are you here? Are you looking for more information? No, actually, yeah. I've been yeah. down many rabbit holes, including one that led me to uh USA 231 which is a reconnaissance satellite we launched in 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the photograph optic lens and the acronym for it was my last name. That is a deep dive. Yeah, it was <laughs> crazy. Sweet. And apparently Wikipedia 
is no longer wikipedia.com it's now wikipedia.org oh licensing issues yeah well, they're only yeah, asking I mean, for money right they're always donate five oh, yeah. bucks yeah. Going. Well, actually now they are asking for photos of my culture and for me to send them and if I win, I, I something. There's like some kind of parade or something. Hey, I don't know. Even what would you that? Yeah. <laughs> hey man, just, this is you, you could just Google Earth that shit. There are times that I am lost in the sauce. And I'm like, you know what? I want to go walk down the street somewhere random in Italy. And you just Google Earth it. And you're like, hey everybody, see check, check out the old neighborhood, see yeah, you know, all, all the places you used to go to. Yeah, I've done that yeah. before. Google it. That's that's I, fun. I constantly Google myself. It's fantastic. It makes no sense. Probably don't want to do that too much. <laughs> you, you never know. Look at the clicks up. See, you, you got to Google yourself every now and then. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. You've done absolutely well. Because I, I like to utilize Bing and Google are saying the same thing. The thing that I like with Bing is that it has this, this give with Bing. Uh -huh. So it, it utilizes your searches and then it generates some kind of Bitcoin type scenario. Oh, nice. And you can then donate your search points to either some type of cause or for points or for xboxes or stuff like that because it's yeah, right for microsoft yeah. so i just donate the shit to st jude's it ends up being like nine dollars a year or something but it's nine effing dollars a year and if i'm and one of st jude's is a great cost i love st jude's yeah, yeah. danny thomas the whole story there is yeah. just what they've done and where they've taken childhood leukemia from when it started to where it's at i think it was like a six percent survival rate and today i want to say it's like 97 98 it's just yeah, we, we got to take care of the kids, man. I think that's something that we in this country could prioritize a little bit more. Taking care of the kids. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. So when I went to Bing, of course, and, and this is how it led me to USA-231. But uh, I was like, hey, Bing, who the hell is Eddie Gorton? Yes. And, and this is word for word from Bing's AI. So Microsoft-powered okay. AI. Oh, no, Eddie Gorton is a stand-up comedian and educator based in Los Angeles. He is also known as the principal of comedy. Nice. Gorton has performed stand-up comedy in various venues and events, including the stand-up morning routine. He is an alumni SEAL recip recipient of Occidental College. Right. Gorton is scheduled to perform at the True Story event in January 2024. Is there anything else I can help you with? Oh, there we go, Bing. I like that. That's I'm, so now Bing obviously takes what it finds on the internet, the AI, and right. everything. So you've done very well marketing yourself. Uh, I congratulate you with that. You are on a wonderful path, and everything I found about you so far online has been stupid positive and oh, yes. um, stupid in a good word because I don't want to use hell. That, that, that word, that word, that tracks. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you, I gotta stay positive. I've got a big. I'm an elementary school principal and a in a great little neighborhood. And I don't want to put anything out there that's not positive in that regard, because yeah. at the end of the day, I'm a role model to my own kids and to about 800 kids every single day. So I got to keep it real with that. But I also like to have a lot, a lot of fun. But I'm glad Bing yeah. is keeping me in a positive realm and not being uh -huh. like a you know. <laughs> And words, literally. Yeah. Hell, I, mind, boys. I walk a fine line. Especially on the internet. No, no, something that I love. I'm a huge family man. I know Patrick is as well. And in almost every situation I found you in via the internet, you had mentioned some sort of your family. You're obviously a very big family guy. Yeah. Time is something that you were figuring out how to mold in your favor back in 2020. 
Right. How has that path continued moving forward? Just trying to schedule all my things. Time, uh, yeah. there's, not enough, there's not enough time. I have an amazing wife and she is, she's home right now with, with the kids. That that really, yeah. my, my, my partner in crime with that stuff, when I have a gig or a show or an educational event or work-related, she's taking care of the family. So that really helps out a lot of time. But I really try to compartmentalize my things. During winter break, I, I take time off and I'm not doing shows. I'm with the family. So when there's time to dial into family, really go all in. Yeah. Uh, put my phone away when I can. I just be with my, my two sons and my wife. And so that really is just, it's discipline uh, when it comes down to it. This is time for comedy This and, and be all about that. This is time to be a great principal at a great school. There's time for that. And then yeah. shut that off and be over here with uh, with the third thing. So, so you've got to be disciplined with it, uh, but I couldn't do it without my wife. She, whenever I have a show, the boys good night and I go hit the road or I go hit the comedy club and uh, yeah. she's there to take care of them. So. Yeah. But in, in a few moons, you'll be able to bring your roadies with you as my, time my moves son. forward. My oldest son is is very. We roadies, me and my my kids, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, of course. Family show. No, uh, family show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, my my older son is really into uh, comedy. We watch what we can, when we can, yeah. stand up. And so he can't wait to come to a show and, and see me perform, or just take him to a show and see a a bigger headliner. So yeah, they'll be joining me soon. They'll That's so soon. fantastic to hear. Yeah. That's Charles, great. in your Google search, did you happen to find any of his role models for for starting comedy? No, I did not. I did not. I so, did not find that either. No. So if you, if you could, uh, what, what were some of your, your biggest um, comedy influences? Yeah. Let me, let me take you back to the, the, the mid early eighties when I found my father's audio cassette tape of yeah. Eddie Murphy delirious. Delirious. Oh my God. <laughs> way, too young, way too young to be, to be listening to that. But whenever oh, yeah. they left the house, back in the eighties, kids would be left in the house all the time. Right. Oh, yeah. We're going to the store. Don't break anything. I'd pop that tape in and just laugh, laugh and laugh and rewind oh, it and yeah. laugh again. So Eddie Murphy, obviously a huge fan of that. That, that was a, an 80s thing. As yeah, I got yeah. older, going through college, Cat Williams really just had me dying in the yeah. early 2000s. Obviously, Chappelle is the goat. And yeah. watch, but now you're watching like TED Talks with him, right? It's just like he's giving out informational sessions. Which is great. He's he's a great speaker, so you want to just watch him uh, talk when you can. But yes, really I'm really stuff. glad things have gone much better for him. The spank that happened to him in the the last few years with him and his money that that's a crazy business. Yeah, with Netflix, crazy that's world. Crazy. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah, yeah. The advocacy that he's doing to allow people to be funny. Yeah, you, you, we gotta. If we can't protect comedy, we can't save the stage in the way that yeah. he's been advocating for. It's okay to get up, and it's okay to get up and quietly leave if it's not for you. Like it's absolutely okay to just shut the hell up. And, yeah, you know, like, and, you know, these are I mean, options you have also. <laughs> turn the channel, but also yeah. you don't want to. You want to. You don't want to punch down on people. You want to punch up. Yeah. You want to. You know, know your role and where you are in the space. And there's a lot of yep. funny out there. But we have to also recognize that a lot of that funny comes from pain, right? All the stories that I have aren't really funny stories. They were, they right. were painful at the moment or they were hard at the moment. But then you find right. the joke in them and then people will go, oh, my God, that's right. hysterical. It's not so, exactly how it happened, but it's how I saw it. In the exactly. Yeah, yeah, I love absolutely. what you said. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I love those. It's. I'm so glad you mentioned Eddie Murphy Delirious. I remember seeing that in... My uncle had this camper on the side of his house with just a big screen TV in it and shag carpet everywhere. I remember yeah, sitting yeah. down and 
I think I've seen it start to finish one or two times, but I'll never forget the joke. He said, he goes, I get all pissed off because people go around and try and tell my jokes and they get it all effed up. So I'm going to give you one that's super easy and you'll never forget it. And he goes, a bear and a rabbit shitting in the woods. And the bear turns to the rabbit and goes, hey, you got a problem with shit sticking to your fur? And the rabbit goes, no, I don't think so. And then the bear grabs the rabbit and wipes his ass. <laughs> I swear, I've told jokes my whole life. And I may have told that joke the absolute most. I was just that, that, that's given that red leather suit, that, man. That sounds yeah, like early. Yeah, that's early Eddie Murphy when he. That sounds like a young seventeen-year-old yeah. Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's way before what was it? The Big Daddy, Rod, Rod Delirious, all that stuff. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Oh my God, that was those were some good ass comics. Those are some good role models, also. He never lost it, though. I think what he told back in the day probably still pertains now to everything that's going on in the what? world. I mean, you could take anything that he said back then and just put it into today's context and it probably matches pretty well with what's going on. I was but, told a lot earlier, it's not what I'm saying, it's how I'm saying. And well, with com with comedy and as time is going on, it's not so much what you're saying or it's more as you were situational awareness, how yeah. you're saying it and where you're saying it, absolutely. How has that approach been as a comic, walking that line, is that more of a feel or a drive-by type situation? Yes, it's got to be a feel. I, I perform right here in LA. And teachers from my school, parents from my school will come to shows. They're always welcome. But when I get on stage, I'm not trying to curtail the show for them. I'm here to, to do a comedy show. So yeah. I try not to go too far left or too far right, not to right. get in trouble with it, with the major themes of things. Uh, yeah. I give them the show that they, they showed up for. Uh, right. I try to. And well, that's inside your your ten thousand hours quote. I love I love that. I I've heard it a few times, and it's gorgeous. To to be perfect at something, you must perform ten thousand hours of it. Ten thousand hours, dude. And that, I think that's Malcolm Gladwell uh, said that. And uh, I think when I was mentioning that, it takes about nine and a half years to become an expert at teaching. That's yeah. You, you get that in about the nine and a half mark. But imagine to all those years before that, you're just trying to figure it out. <laughs> you're just, <laughs> just all the classes are just like. Test my test dummies. Yeah. <laughs> and well, and my my actually I come from a family of teachers. My grandma was an English teacher. My my sister now she teaches hell, one of those really young ones. She's laughing all the time. She's a little kid teacher. She's yeah, yeah. yeah. Preschool or something, right? Yeah. yeah. Where they still eat glue and cut their sweatpants with scissors. Kindergarten there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's so fantastic. Uh, now, when you were back in Oxy, I know we've been jumping back and forth, and sure, yeah, my conversations work in my mind just as they do outside for ADHD, like yes. um, a, a radio station, something about a radio station. What started that journey, and and, and it ended very well. Is it still going today? Yeah. So th that radio station called K Oxy, which obviously makes K O X Y, was yeah. founded right there my senior year. Buddy of mine, we, we secured the space for the radios, bought the parts, talked to the college, got it all up and running, created an infrastructure for what is now a budding student-run radio station where nice. That's uh, awesome. current students can sign up to have their own show and talk about whatever yeah. they want to talk about on the radio. But uh, that didn't exist in that format when we were there, but it was like our senior kind of as we were leaving, let's create yeah. this. I never even got to benefit from being behind the mic of it. But right. it was like those spring senior projects where like, let's just do this for the future students of Oxy. Yeah. <laughs> That's our that. Yeah. 
it's it, it seems the more we dig into you as a person, as a human, you've been either conscious or subconsciously attempting to leave the place better than it was when you got here. That's my right? thing. I though. mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's I try to do that every day. I try to go to sleep thinking the day was better because I was in it, and tomorrow is yeah. going to be better than it was. And I want, I hope to leave this place better than it was when I got here. Hundred percent. I get that. I get that from my mom. That's something we talked about when I was a kid. Maybe it's even growing up in in church. But you, you've that's got to be your mantra whenever you walk into a spot, and that's your reputation. How you enter a place is just as important as how you leave a place. And I definitely really. I'm really into legacy, right? So yes. like when I'm gone, what are they going to say uh, about yeah. what kind of story are they going to tell about Eddie Gordon when I leave the room, when I leave the, the place, when I leave the earth? What are they going to say about Eddie Gordon? So yeah, I don't mind sacrifice, you know, me doing a little bit of work that I'm not going to see any benefit from. But now yeah. I know 20 plus years later, these kids are still on the radio at Oxy. That makes me feel damn good. Yeah. Um, and that's what teaches about too, right? You're planting seeds yeah. every yeah. single day you're in the classroom teaching. And then as a principal, it's a larger scale. I'm, I'm impacting instruction. I'm, I'm talking to students. I've got a great staff of teachers. And so all of that is is legacy. All those kids' journeys start right there at my school. And I hope they look back and say they had a, a, a great damn time at, at the elementary school I'm at. Yeah. How, what would you say has been the biggest change in teaching during your career? Oof, it's a loaded question. We really try to focus on the things we can control, not things yeah. we can't control. So yes. uh, that takes parenting out of the equation for most educational right. jobs. We can't control that. So we want to take care of what we can in the building. But right. Which is always I would, adapting. I would say the way folks are parenting has changed over the years. That's just, that's no one's fault, but the, the way right. society works. And so yeah, I've yeah. seen the way kids behave and kids react and the type of response we can give when kids make mistakes. That yeah. has changed drastically over the last 20 years where yeah. this is and this is not at my school per se, but just in general, the phone call home from the teacher used to mean a whole lot more than it does now. Uh, I think yeah. that, oh, that yeah. is, that's, I would think about, cause I was the class clown. You had I, nightmares my, about that when you get a phone call from oh your teacher. Right. Yeah. But now it's when like, you, when you left that class and they're like, yeah, I'm calling your parents. And I'm like, I thought about that the rest of the day. You didn't want to go home. home. You didn't want to go home. I was crying halfway through, but had to wipe the tears because I couldn't be a sissy. I don't know. Right. Now, now kids here, call them. Here's the phone. Yeah. yeah. What number? And it's really, it's not to get too deep in this, but it's really, it's a fear, it's a fear-based model, right? Where, mm -hmm. So we've had to change too. We, You can't teach from, you better do what I say or you're going to get in trouble because once the kid's right. not afraid of that, then you've lost them already. So teaching, so teaching perspective, teaching from love and respect and community has to yeah. be part of that. Because you're not going to be able to keep driving this. You better do what I say, or you'll get detention. You'll get suspended. All that stuff's yeah. for the birds now. You gotta, you gotta really bring the love, the peace, and the community, and get the kids to buy in intrinsically. Want to be there and do well, because uh, other stuff is just fear based. It doesn't work. Being able to hear and speak, it's almost like this magic trick that seems to be fading away. But there are many teachers, many instructors that still continue to do that. And y'all adapt every day, every week to continue to attempt to get to the student in a way that uh, allows that student to grow in its greatest environment. It's fantastic to see. I love teachers, man. That's They're the great. task, man. That's the task. Every kid walks in the classroom with some armor or some baggage. 
And yeah. you know, this, I'm not trying to butcher this Brene Brown quote, but our right. job is to create that safe space where they can leave that at the door and just come yeah. in. And I love doing that, man. That, that should go back yeah. to that legacy piece. I hope all my students, whether I was their principal or their teacher, look back and be like, damn, we had a great time. And, yeah. and that was a cool place to be at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've made I made many teachers probably rethink their career options. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I can't tell you how grateful I am that for one, they didn't. And two, they continued to be who they were. Um, yeah. I still like the tiny things. It's funny. I remember Miss Burns. She made this game about hell. I don't even know what helping verbs i think they are but uh sure. am is are was were has have had can could shall should will would do did does may might must and i learned it in like four minutes and i was like oh yeah i won this yeah. is like sixth grade man i'm talking 20 some years ago <laughs> i won that game <laughs> i've got to war and everything right i'm like hell yeah what you need some helping verbs i got you <laughs> i did the war and back i still remember the helping verbs <laughs> Like, don't worry, I got you. I got you one way or another. I have to write professional emails for work. And I am I, I forget punctuation. I forget how to address people sometimes, especially when you're talking to people with like corporations and businesses. People are own Fortune 500 companies. Right. And I have to respond to an email and and then I get the most nonchalant, weird response. Yup, or y'all okay? Y'all yeah. got that? I'm like this is the president, the CEO of this company, and he's responding to me like this. I'm like, yeah. I really don't want to talk to this guy on the phone. Real, a relaxed approach to, to yeah. type Because everyone thinks they're emailing, but they go back to their, their texting, their relaxed texting mode. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. You, you ever get an email that says, LOL, you got to question that. <laughs> phones have made us dumber as a society. Like, we have to relearn a lot of things. Like, yeah. all right, we'll ask him right now. You are a principal. You are an elementary school teacher. Do you, when did they stop teaching curse of the kids? That's a, I heard they're bringing it back. I, I want them to bring it back because, man, I see some signatures and they're pretty bad. Yeah, the, the, the writing's gone downhill fast. But listen, we've got to teach kids how to type. So once the keyboard came into existence, oh, yeah. the kids had to turn everything online and we've got Chromebooks. Then it became, we can't have the kids pecking around, right? So, oh. Um, I grew up in the hybrid stage where it was cursive and keyboard, and I pecked right. the shit out of the keyboard. But now you know, with, with, with AI and kids yeah. just grabbing essays off the internet, they're going back to kids saying, no, you got to write that right here in class with a pencil. And the kids are like, oh, that's oh, awesome. I love that. Yeah. yeah, so hopefully that's why cursive is coming back. But you can't lose that stuff, man. You, you got to be able no. to teach that. And, It'll be code sooner rather than later. Just right. like, yeah, probably already is. How many people can even read it anymore? You can't really read my signature, but that's that. Mine used to be gorgeous. I remember <laughs> right. day day one in Meps. I remember sitting there and the, I I get handed my first piece of paper to sign, and it's just yeah. elegantly gorgeous. I never yeah. had good handwriting. I'm still bad at handwriting. My signature <laughs> is a work of art, but my regular chicken scratch is tough. Yeah. I'm left hand copying it. My stuff on my my left hand is just crazy. Mandy always <laughs> says this to me. She goes, "Your handwriting reminds me of some little child that like learned first learned how to do stick figures." And I said, "I'll take that as a compliment. I, I feel like I'm just about as bad at it as every other man." Yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's over here trying to brag about his handwriting. Teachers <laughs> become like detective FBI agents when it comes to handwriting. If there's a yeah. note written, we can figure out right away. Oh, that's Joey's the way he makes his S's. Or that's you can yeah. tell a girl handwriting from a boy handwriting real quick. 
Yeah, you know this too, because because of people not citing things anymore and like in school and college and that. I had a professor in college and I don't know how he did it. But I all I did is I took about three sentences off the internet and I put them in randomly throughout the thing. And he said I plagiarized it. And I was like, man, I don't think I did. I've got, yeah, there's I don't think and, uh, I did. And like he picked he highlighted those three sentences and I'm like, how unless he Googled it? How? There's no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's an entire save. They just like, know. Those programs were not around when I was in college, boys. No. <laughs> they are now. Every paper I, every paper I plug yeah. in, yeah, it, it's got to go through this yeah. safe align system. And if it's 24% or greater matching likeness to something, AI generated. Sure you can, if you put it in quotes, as this author said, and put it in quotes. As long as if we're being honest, you could just copy and paste it into Word, change the settings, remove the hyperlinks, and send it over if you really wanted to. If you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but what are you learning then? That's the thing with me, right? Okay, so you're at college, and you're faking your ass way through it, and then you get your degree, and you go to your job, and you're like... You don't know shit, right? Exactly. No, but that's, that's what's wrong in this country. With, it, with You heard about this professor in Princeton. This happened maybe a year or two ago. Yeah, he had been teaching the class for 30 years, never changed the assignments. It's always the same thing. But every year the kids were getting dumber and dumber to the point that a couple years ago where kids were failing and he had the rigor, the, the right. difficulty of the class hadn't changed. The kids have gotten less smart and they right. got him fired for being too tough. They would rather pass an easy class. These are like astrophysicists or future doctors, whatever it is. You'd rather have a doctor who had an easy class or a doctor that got an right. A in a hard class. Like, right. where's the gumption? Where's the, the yeah. fight? We want to get an astrophysicist or some kind of person because I know they have a mini, Charles calls it a hydrogen peroxide collider. Yeah, the hydrogen peroxide collider. They're pulling neutrons out. And uh, I was like, I want to get somebody on there. I said, you got to explain it to me like I'm a child. Like, I want to learn. Like, we started this podcast because we want to learn stuff and we want to talk to people. Right. But you got to teach me like a little kid because I don't know that stuff. And I'm not going to act like I do. I I think we lost that, Charles. What the hydrogen peroxide collider? No, I think we lost that the, the ability to learn a long time ago. Oh, being shown speak things for yourself, on, dude. I just got phone. on the dean's list. I told you that a couple of days ago. I'm nice. 35, and I'm, anybody could do it. Anybody. Shit. Anybody can do it. Yeah, anybody can do it for sure. Come on. You just, Don't you stop just learning. Your, yeah, you just gotta put your mind to it. And, and dude, I'm telling you, you get out when you're on the when you're on the crapper. I don't death scroll on the crapper. That's where I learned about bats. Holy crap. The amount I learned yeah. about bats. Well, did you want to tell them about our, our business proposal here for bats? So Charles and I had one of these episodes early on in the podcast, and he found out that bats were like the number two pollinator in the world. for Yeah, fruit. they pollinate um, over 300 different plant species. Or like, like, bee, different... Like, like bees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like super pollinators. For I don't believe bats are dangerous. Don't believe this. Yeah, no, I went down a (laughs) wild rabbit hole, dude. Charles, what was it? We wanted to start a bat farm. Farms, dude. I want to start bat farms. I'll be called Batman with guano, like like Ace Ventura Part Two. Guano. I'll I'll ship guano because these regulations on agricultures are so crazy. I'll make a killing. No, the best part about it was the business name, Batman. Batman, yeah, and we're gonna yeah. have the Batman logo, but it's just gonna be a flower. <laughs> oh, yeah. that, is, that is deep. Well, because sure I mean, do a Batman. That's not copyright or anything. I'm sure you're good. No, you're no, it's all public domain. It's all public domain. You're good. You're good. You're, you're ready to we're go. Good. 
Well, listen, Eddie, it's been fantastic. I don't want to take any more of your time. None of us, listen, I want to give you a few moments to, to speak about yourself in the upcoming shows and where everybody can find you and how they can find you. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, so Eddie Gordon, principal of comedy, principal by day, stand-up comedy by night. You can find me on Instagram at principal of comedy. You can also go to uh, my new website, eddiegordon.com. That's my name right there, eddiegordon.com. I got a shirt for sale on that website and a bunch of clips and past photos from past events. And I'm at the Comedy Chateau in North Hollywood, right here in LA, every other Friday. That's this Friday and then every other Friday after that. So please, please check me out live if you can. Check out my website, buy a shirt, follow me on Instagram. And uh, guys, it's been great. I'm really glad we, we did this. I'm glad we got, finally got a chance to link together, man. Yeah, but, I appreciate yeah, it. I'm so glad you've been a wonderful person. It's uh, I love people. I'm a yeah. big people person. As you can tell, and, Charles and I really like shirts and jerseys and stuff, so we'll probably jump out there and get one. Yeah, this, this shirt's great. It's, it's real yeah. simple. It just says, wash your hands, don't be racist. That's all that I'm is fit. Oh, I like that. I can't tell you how many times I laugh. I have thought on that. Yeah, we'll be picking up that shirt. That's all you sure. need to do, man. There's two yeah. things in life. If you do that, you'll be okay. Yeah. Hey, before yeah. I go, any any Super Bowl predictions on my Bang Bang Niner gang? <clears throat> any, uh, uh, you guys still sore about the Packers game? No, I love no. Packers played a good football game. Forty Niners just played Survivor much better, and yeah. it, it was a fa- it was fantastic. It was fun to watch. It was, it Who was we good. got in the Super Bowl? Who we rooting for? I want the Niners to win. Charles believes that it's it's destiny, it's fate that Travis Kelsey's going to pull that ring out of his shorts and he's going to propose. That's the, the only thing I'm thinking. That's the only storyline I'm thinking about is if he's going to propose, they're going to make sure they. Oh, what about Purdy? Irrelevant. That's a better storyline. I love Brock Purdy. We have yeah, I, we have been a huge fan of Brock Purdy on this yeah, show. Yeah. We have been a huge fan of the 49ers. My the eye test tells me the Niners, but on paper, you've got the number two defense going up I against know, the number two offense, and defense wins championships. It's gonna so be huge. We, but we can't bet in Vegas. If I was betting, it's Kansas City. I, I'd like I'd like Kyle Shanahan and Christian McCaffrey to win a Super Bowl, just like <laughs> Mike and Ed. Oh, that's another great Multiple right. Super Bowls. Yeah, I think they, they won a few together. Yeah, so it would be nice on that San Francisco team that I'd really like to see win a Super Bowl. Trent yeah. Williams. All these yes. guys that are on around. They've been chasing rings yeah. for a minute. So. This might be the year, man. Listen, guys, thank yeah. you so much. I really appreciate you. Uh, you guys yeah, are awesome. Absolutely. Man. Stay yeah, safe. Yeah, if you ever need anything, man, give us a shout out. We can't. I can't wait to continue watching your journey. I'm so glad life brought us together. Thanks, man. And I'll come back whenever you, whenever you hit me up. I'll come back anytime. Absolutely. We can't wait. Later. All right. See you guys.